But Martha was distracted with much serving. Luke chapter 10, verse 40. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I realized as I was reading the gospel that I prepared my sermon off of a different translation of the scripture than the one in our gospel book. So the phrasing is the same meaning, but slightly different um, with that verse that I just began with. Um, We live in a, a Martha age. I mean, really in the church. I think we really hold up and prioritize a Martha mindset. We want to do something. We're actually, I think, kind of compulsive in our uh, desire to, to do stuff. I actually think that a lot of Christians in this country, and I think this because I, I've heard a lot of pastors and churches say it, um, believe that the sort of ultimate end of the Christian life is that we would do things for God, that we would do acts of service, that the Christian life is sort of presented as accept the gospel, learn some about uh, the Bible and about the truth of God, and then live a life of service. And that's the last bullet point in the trajectory. Serve Christians in the church, serve non-Christians as part of evangelistic witness, um, serve in big ways, small ways, but it's about doing, do, do, do. I really believe that Luke chapter 10 uh, shows us that in this, we've, we've gone wrong somewhere. We've, we've missed, actually, the mark. Verse 40 says that Martha was distracted with much serving. Distracted with much serving. And what serving was she doing? Right? To be clear, she's not sort of just fussing about some sort of inconsequential thing. She's making a meal for the Lord Jesus. Right? Like, very directly, she is serving God. There is no question it would, you know, it's a fine thing um, to, to make a meal for the Lord. She's not just like worrying about her 401k or, or something. Um, but she's really stressed out, and she's distracted. She's serving God, supposedly serving God in a direct way, but she's distracted. And the word serving, too, it's the same word from where we get the word deacon. Right? She's ministering. She's doing ministry. She's attempting to do things for the Lord in a busy, distracted way. And because of it, he actually, uh, she actually earns Jesus' gentle censure. And I say gentle because I love trying to think about how did Jesus say her name? Martha. He says it twice. Martha. Martha. You know, like, I feel like it's, this, it's a rebuke of the gentlest kind. But he does rebuke her. He says, you're anxious and troubled about many things. Not worldly concerns. Christian service. You're anxious and troubled about many things. She's been distracted from something, right? You're always distracted away from something. And the thing she's been distracted from, Jesus points out, is what Mary has been doing. Mary is described in verse 39. She's sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to his teaching. She wasn't engaged in any acts of service. She was simply sitting, enjoying the Lord, and taking in what he says. And Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better portion. Some translations say, Mary has chosen the good portion. So when we hold up running about doing things for the Lord and sitting quietly with him, Jesus is really clear about which one is better. Sitting quietly with him. Living like Mary, not like Martha. Doing things isn't the ultimate task of living as a Christian. Now, I want to say just to be clear, I'm not saying 
we aren't also called to serve each other. Absolutely, like our master said, he himself came not to be served, but to serve. So of course service is a part of the Christian life, but it's not the ultimate end of the Christian life. It's not the thing that's most exciting, I think, about getting to be a Christian. We're invited not just to sort of a life of Martha activity, but of Mary's quietness and enjoyment of God. So in the year 29, that meant literally in the city of Bethany, literally sitting at Jesus' feet. Now it means spiritually sitting at his feet, which we do any time we set aside quiet time just to be with the Lord. Which, no, is different. I think one of the things I was tricked by for a while was thinking, oh yeah, I'll just kind of weave my prayer life into other stuff, like while I'm enjoying a nice walk in the woods or something. But certainly you can meet the Lord wherever you are. But the quiet sitting with the Lord happens in quiet, outward quietness, in Christian meditation on the scriptures, in contemplation, in outward silence. I think the only way we can sit at Jesus' feet practically today is in carved out time in our day with the Lord, but also by carving out a portion of our hearts for in the midst of the busyness of life. And this is kind of a new concept with me. It's what I've been sitting on for a few months that I'm really excited to share with you. Um, if you've ever walked by my car, you've seen I've got this quote taped over my radio. It's just one more way to try and avoid noise. Um, it's from Gregory the Great, who was a great bishop and teacher in the sixth century. He says this, these words, the moment I read them, they just, so I wanna, they just cut into my heart, so I wanna share them with you. Gregory wrote, um, Christians should seek for themselves within themselves some secret place with the Lord. We're freed from that outward din. They may, through inward longings, in silence, speak with him. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Just carving out a portion of your heart, that even in the midst of a thousand tasks at work, with your family, whatever it may be, in the heart there's this little quiet space where you can quietly and quickly pray up to the Lord and commune with him in the midst of anything. Um, it's to me one of the great ironies, one of the great sort of mantras of Christians who desire to live an authentic Christian life today. One of the rallying cries is relationship and not religion. How many of you have heard that, that phrase, right? Two things show me about that phrase. One, why do you have to pick between the two, right? Like an ordered devotional life of prayer is a great thing, right? What's usually meant by religion. But also, how many people who talk about relationship actually live a life that reveals there is a relationship, Right? Um, if I never hung out with my wife, but I talked all the time about how great my wife was, that doesn't mean I have a great relationship. Right? Relationships are built on time. Taking time to sit at Jesus' feet like he invites us to do. Um, and actually, what we forget is that listening is the other half of prayer. Right? Prayer means talking. Well, actually, prayer is talking. I'm hesitating because the word prayer means to ask. So, Part of prayer is, is talking, but the other half of a life of prayer is listening. And the only way you can listen is if you have that quiet time, quiet space to be able to listen. Listening to God in the scriptures, listening in contemplation. And I really think that the only way we can develop a pattern, a habit of quiet, um, is if we build in structured time, carving out that space. Here's what, what I'm hesitating, because it's, it's sort of a delicate thing to speak about. God isn't some sort of genie that we can rub a lamp and say, okay, talk to me now, Lord, right? 
we carve out the space to say, Lord, I'm ready to listen. And then sometimes he speaks, sometimes he doesn't. Half of my quiet time with the Lord, I'm reading the scriptures and nothing really sticks out. I'm like, wow, Lord, I really would love to hear from you today, but um, here I am. And for some reason you haven't made an impression that I've heard from you. I've, I've read your word. I know I've listened, but I haven't felt some sense of him speaking. And then the other half of the time, it's like, wow, that verse is so useful for me right now. Um, so, but we, we carve out the pattern of making space to listen so that we can hear from him when, when he speaks. This, I think, the, the listening life as part of a, a, a pattern of prayer it is really the ultimate joy and goal of, of Christian daily existence. Not how many tasks can we do, how many people can we serve, how, much projects, how many projects can we accomplish, um, but how much time can we enjoy the Lord in relationship in sitting at his feet, like Mary of Bethany. So what I want to ask you this morning is, if your priorities are not the same as Mary of Bethany's, um, why not? Are you distracted with much serving? Right? And, and I'm talking to myself, this is a special temptation of the ministry, right? To sort of be distracted with doing things. When Jesus says, one thing is necessary. One thing. Sitting at the Lord's feet and, and knowing him. Are you distracted with much serving? Trying to please the Lord with many deeds. Worse, I think, would be to be even distracted by the things of this life. Not even, not even to be distracted from the inner life of listening from Christian service, but to be distracted with just worldly occupation. Right? Martha is well above that, but yet we fall prey to that as well. If um, any of this is ringing true for you, um, do what Christians are always called to do. Repent. Turn away from over-prioritizing worldly distractions and even spiritual distractions. And with your heart, say, yeah, Lord, I, I do want relationship. I don't want to just be busy like Martha. I want to do the one thing that's necessary. And what I love is that Jesus says, this thing will not be taken from her. And I think what that means is, when we look at eternity, it's best described as resting, the Sabbath rest, right? Resting in the presence of Jesus. So when we practice in this life, being quiet and resting with Jesus, we're actually sort of practicing the the way we'll live for eternity as Christians with God, by his mercy. We're practicing, we're living into a sort of eternal, peaceful, taking in from God existence. Now, every time we take even five minutes to be in quiet with the Lord. That's why it'll never be taken from her because Mary of Bethany, who I suppose now we call Saint Mary of Bethany, is doing right now, as I speak, Mary of Bethany, I trust by the mercy of God, is, is with Jesus still sitting at his feet, still enjoying his near presence, just like she did when she was in the town of Bethany in Israel. So let um, the witness of St. Mary in Luke chapter 10 um, consider it a fresh invitation again uh, to, to you to join her in, in enjoying life with the Lord, sitting at his feet, listening to his teaching. Amen.